On this week's episode, we talk about the 3000 Hit Club, the NBA playoffs. We give you our thoughts on the Leafs and who they'll play in the NHL playoffs. And have you heard? The bird. It's the word. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of season two of Points and Penalties. For all our listeners, we'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. For our viewers on YouTube, please click this little button in the bottom right-hand corner, little PMP button. That's how you subscribe here on YouTube. No matter how you check us out, make sure you give us a like, follow uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. Once again, my name is Josh. With me are my co-hosts, Kevin, Jesse, and Peter. We're back from our Easter break. Kevin, I know you got a nice beer tonight. What are you drinking? Oh, I got myself today, guys, a Russell Brewing, a wee angry Scotch ale. It's a BC brewed, and it's a uh, 6.5%. It's a strong beer. Let's give this sucker a go. It's just a wee angry. Just a I'm wee. A wee I'm a wee bit angry. Just a wee bet. It's strong beer. That's for shizzle. Pedro, what's your poison? Thanks, Kev. I am, uh, this week I'm going with the Instigator West Coast Style IPA. Got a crazy looking dude on the can. Oh, yeah. That says oh, lover. Yeah. I think he's more of a fighter. I think that's the joke. Uh, Instigator West Coast Style IPA from Indie Ale House right here in Toronto. And it also, Kev, is six and a half percent. So hopefully someone came in late today, or we might have uh, a team bitch situation happening. Team bitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Nice season drinking, not too hoppy. I like it. Jesse, what are you drinking? I am drinking one that we've all had before Flying Monkey Juicy Ass. You have a juicy ass. You might have the juicy ass ass was all here. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, IPA, strong beer, 6.5%. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I haven't Uh-oh. had one of these in a long time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different IPA, but it's, it's, still, it's still pretty top shelf for me. Yosh. Did you beat us? It looks like we have a triple bitch situation today. <laughs> <Why is that>? Uh-oh. <laughs> a triple bitch. I have got a Wellington Brewery uh, Faces Double IPA. It's got Citra and Idaho 7 hops. Strong beer, 8.5%. faces there. Yeah. Fucking triple bitch. Jeez. Wow. I never thought that would happen. Misery loves company, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's try this bad boy out. Oh yeah, I've been drinking regular beer all day, so it's a little bit different flavor, but uh, <laughs> but that's good. I like it. So like I said, hoppy or uh, citrusy, and it's good stuff. All right, guys, this week uh, it's gonna start a bit on a somber note. Peter, why don't you start us off? Uh, take us through some not so good news. Yeah, so um, we lost a couple of legends from the NHL community. Um, so our thoughts and prayers are with the families of uh, the Lafleur and Bossy families. Uh, Guy Lafleur, of course, from the Montreal Canadiens. 
560 goals, 793 assists in 1,126 games in his 17 seasons. And he was a five-time, five-time Stanley Cup winner. I'd like to win five playoff rounds in my, like, life. Uh, And Mike Bossy, 573 goals, 553 assists, uh, 1,126 points. Coincidentally, the exact same number of games that LaFleur played. Who knew? Uh, In only 752 games. And Bossy is the NHL's all-time leader in average goals scored per regular season game. He holds the NHL's third highest all-time average points scored per regular season game. And, of course, Bossy was instrumental in the Islanders' four back-to-back-to-back-to-back Stanley Cup victories. So Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur and their families and friends and loved ones. My thoughts are with you. Because uh, we lost a couple legends from the NHL. Um, we also lost uh, a broadcaster from the Blue Jays, not uh, just to a battle, a battle uh, of cancer. So, Josh, why don't you let us know what's going on there? He's not quite, uh, not lost like these, these other two yet, but he's just not working at the moment. He's fighting. He's fighting. Yeah, that's right. So longtime Toronto Blue, Blue Jay broadcaster and former MLB player Buck Martinez has been diagnosed with cancer and he's going to begin uh, his treatment in the upcoming weeks. Uh, so he told everybody or Sportsnet, I guess, uh, made the announcement via Twitter uh, this uh, this past week. Uh, and so I guess last Sunday uh, was his last game for a while, uh, as he as he said. So uh, he'll still be watching and uh and so on and so forth. But uh, Martinez, he's 73 years old. He's still, he's still out there calling games, uh, played 17 seasons as a pro catcher, starting with the, uh, the Royals played for the Brewers and then was traded to the Blue Jays in 1981. And he played his uh, final six seasons as a pro uh, in Toronto. Um, he hit uh, in those last six uh, seasons, he hit 10 home runs twice which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it was a bit of a different game back in the day. And, you know, your catcher wasn't uh, Buster Posey or, you know, the guys that are mashing these things. You don't need to do that. Perez. Exactly. You don't need him to do that. So uh, he retired in 1986. Uh, he was a coach, a manager for the Blue Jays for a while, uh, I believe on uh, multiple occasions. Um, and, and then moved up to the booth. And although he, He's from California. Toronto is his home. He is, he's about as Canadian as an American can get. And uh, so we, again, like you said, Pete, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, all these families, you know, including Buck's uh, family and, and, uh, and the Blue Jay family in general, because we're all going to miss hearing him uh, call the games, Uh, but he'll be back. He said he's going to be back and I'm going to hold him to it. So. Damn right. Damn right. Yeah. It's going to beat this thing. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, Jess, uh, let's step up the notch a little bit here. Get out of this somber mood, and uh, you're going to carry us on with a little bit of, uh, or a lot of baseball news, depending on how you look at it. (laughs) Well, uh, Miguel Cabrera has now joined an elite club with only has seven other players. One, he got his 3,000 hits. Good for him. 
And he also ha- he's one of the few that have ever gotten 3,000 3, hits and 500 home runs. So Miggy hit his 500th home run last year, uh, August 22nd. And I didn't know this, so I just I threw it in there because I thought it was neat. I always thought the 3,000 club was the more uh, lucrative one than the 500 home run. So there's 33 members there, which I which is awesome. It's it's tough to get to that 3,000 marker, but uh, for the 500 uh, home run club, there's only 28 members. So I thought that was neat. I always thought that the more hits were were way better. But uh, so in this club of 3,000 hits and 500 homers, one of the best baseball players ever, Hank Aaron, A Rod, Pujols. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Mays, Rafael Palinero, Eddie Murray, and then you got Mickey in there. So I think we can put an asterisk around A-Rod or A-Royd and, and Palmero just because he, they, these guys have been in trouble with PEDs. So I think he might uh, – I think he's going to go down in – history especially of this era right now like obviously he's not beating pool holes but he's he's one of the best ever i think personally and he is a triple crown winner so that's those aren't those come far and few between and then so i just got a question a couple questions for you guys is uh where do you think he's gonna finish he's at age 39 i read somewhere that he's gonna in 2001 he said he's gonna finish his career after the 2023 season. So you're looking at two more seasons of it. So I got some numbers. I, I picked him out. He's going to, or sorry, 32, 32 hits and then 530 home runs, which would put him up above uh, Eddie Murray, which way you think I'm pretty sure everyone thinks he's going to pass obviously, but where do you guys think he's going to be? Um, I think your number for the hits is fine. I think you're a little high on the home runs. And even my number that I've got down here might be a little high as he's only hitting like 10 home runs a year now, um, which isn't very much. Um, so I'm saying 32, 18 again, I'm, I'm basing that on for hit story. That is I'm basing that on the rest of this year and next year. He's the most he's hit uh, was like 139 hits in the last few years, last five, I believe it was. 139 hits and he hasn't really come you know the last the one before that was like 121 or something so uh you know i figure he's looking at 240 ish uh hits that would be a, a higher end uh so that's where i ended up at the 3218 i think it's gonna be a little touch lower and then i figure he's gonna pop in 525 home runs which is another 23 from now but uh that's where i'm at so just we're close but I think you're. Uh, I think with that team, he's going to see. Although he's going to DH, he there's. It's possible that as they come up, especially next year, that he could lose ABs to uh, some of these young kids. And I think that's going to be what hurts him. Um, and I don't think he's going to beat to Eddie Murray in hits. I have him going at for hits three thousand one hundred and twenty-three, and I'm going to get him at uh, about five hundred and thirty-six homers. So you think a lot of his hits coming up are going to be homers? Oh yeah, under <laughs> <laughs> the next hundred and twenty some odd at bats or hits, he's putting in another thirty-five homers. 
34. I mean, he's still a really good hitter. So I, well, of course, I think he, he'll definitely have more hits than he for the ratio that you're talking about. Like he's barely hitting home runs right now. But I also think because these up and comers are coming, it's not that he's he might lose some at bats. You, you're probably right on that. But at the same time, he's going to be protected. Yeah, that's gonna true. Do, he's going to get some fastballs maybe because he's such yep. a great hitter. So then maybe he can actually load up. Yeah. And because he's playing DH, because you got Spencer Torkelson playing first now, there's less injury involved. For sure. And he really hasn't had too much injury concern. Like, obviously, in the last, say, five years, he might uh, have had a little more. But that's, that's it's old, age. Right? Yeah. yeah. So but in early in his career, and that's why he's at 3,000 hits. Because even though he said, just there's 33 guys in that 3,000 hit uh, category, all those guys had a lot of fucking longevity. It's not like some guy hit 3,000 in 10 years. And that was it. Like they, they had lots of longevity. So yeah, you have to, to be in this exclusive club for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned he's uh, thinking about calling it quits after next year, but I think uh, the longevity is going to end after this one. Uh, He's 39 already. So my numbers are based on him uh, finishing up after the end of this year. I've got him getting to 3,116 hits which coincidentally, completely a coincidence, is exactly one more hit than Aroid. And, <laughs> and I, I have him uh, with about 13 more home runs uh, this year to get to 515. That's pretty – that's a lot of home runs. That he, like if he's averaging 10. Yeah, <laughs> like it wasn't – I a few more. It, uh, it's not – he hasn't been hitting that many home runs in the last five years. But like you said, he's still a great hitter and he's hitting more for average now, I would say, than than home runs. So yeah, you might be right though. He he's probably not going to be passing Eddie Murray uh hits. I meant I was thinking of home runs at the time. Home runs for sure, because he's yeah. only got two to yeah, he'll he'll beat him this year in home runs. So mm-hmm. that 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 was more or less what I was relating to them the hits. But he like I know I'm being super generous of what he might do. Um I'm thinking he's going to play next year and I think he's going to do pretty well, but it is possible. He could catch Eddie Murray. It's just going to be in hits. It's just, he's got a, I guess like he's got a really good average, but he doesn't, I don't I think he walks a lot too. I think like people were, I I think the Yankees initially intentionally walked him instead of allowing him try to get that's that's just to avoid him getting the three thousandth against them because they they suck because they're cowards but congratulations miggy we'll see you for the next hopefully see you for the next two years and not on peter's uh perception that he's only gonna be after done after this year 39 man yeah he's he's what's wrong with 39 father time catches us all So I got another baseball incident that happened, which was kind of funny. We had Pirates outfielder Brian Reynolds hit a triple at Wrigley Field, and it was the softest hit triple (laughs) recorded in the StatCast era. So this is 2015, since 2015. It traveled a grand total of 79 feet in the air, and it was hit off the bat at 49.4 miles per hour, which is not a lot. I think all of us can throw a ball faster than that. Uh, I don't know there, bud. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen those knees, Kev. Yeah. (laughs) Not running. 
You don't need knees to throw. Come on. No. <laughs> Stop on the arm. Stop on the arm. He steps into it and his knee just buckles. Buckles. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So he's a lefty and he's at the plate. The Cubs are all shifting. And then, so they got the, sh- the shortstop and the second baseman all the way on the right hand side. And they got Patrick Wisdom. He's kind of playing like shortstop. He's the third baseman there typically. And so he hits a dribbler down the third baseline and wisdom is nowhere close near this. So he has to like hustle over to get the ball that's caught in shallow right field. Well, after he picked it up, I think it actually stopped. I don't even think he, (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty rare to see a ball just stop in the, in the field. field. Like typically people are picking them up, but uh, yeah. So he rifles it over to second and Reynolds just keeps going because there's no one covering third base at all. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what the rest of everyone was doing there. Like they looked like they were picking dandelions out there, but it's just <laughs> just just a little ridiculous. Like you got I think you got to blame the pitcher on that one. They're like they're supposed to be covering everything, but these guys got to know the their assignments on a ship because like you're giving the whole left side up, like you got to be able to know where you're going to be playing once it, they actually hit it down that way. Cause they are professionals and they actually know how to hit. Yeah. Like it's either the pitcher or the shortstop, but the shortstop is not going to make it over to third base anyway. And that, so it's definitely the pitcher. You can say maybe the catcher, but then the pitcher's got to cover home and okay. that doesn't happen a lot either. So well, that was the like, thing was, I think that I don't know who the catcher was at the time. Is it Contreras there? I don't know. Um, it might be he, so Contreras. Yeah. Yeah. So he was thinking of running there and then he realized, Oh shit, there's going to be no one at home plate and he's just going to keep around. <laughs> Yeah. So he kind of just went like halfway. Was there like, no, 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 I'll just, I'll just go back to home plate. <laughs> and the shortstop definitely could have got there. Like he got there from fucking the batter's box. So you just got to get there before he does. Right, and the ball is hit to that side. Guess, so, right. so like, but I think that it would be easier for the pitcher who would be the closest to. Uh, for sure, it should have been the pitcher. <laughs> third base. So it, it was, it was quite embarrassing. It was pretty funny. Do you know uh, who the pitcher was for the Cubbies? Uh, I do not. I had the link open, but my everything's freezing up, so I decided to delete. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who the pitcher was. I'm sure he's going to get a tongue lashing. Uh, so I just curious because they're going to try. They're ending the shift you know, next year in the new CBA. Is and, that confirmed, or is that like? Yep. Yep. Is that 100? No more shift. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Which uh, so that's why Joey Gallo was so excited. He's like, I can finally get a single now. Strikeouts. <laughs> well, I think at the beginning of the year, the Jays were like the most shifting team, and they would they like still have, are. I think they, they still, still are. They still are. Okay. Well, it's it's funny because they put like four people in outfield. It looks like yeah, a yeah. soft a softball game. It's freaking funny. But whatever, everyone's abusing it until it's gone, I guess. Uh, so do you think with this shift coming up, do you think we'll ever see a triple like this again? I would know. Probably not, unless it happens again this year, but <laughs> it probably won't because it's, you know, it's top of mind now. If you're a pitcher now and the same thing happens, you got to think, uh, this happened like a, a month ago. I'm going to go cover third base. I mean, it's not going to happen for Chicago again, but maybe another team. <laughs> well, but even that, like people talk. People watch Sports Center. <laughs> People listen to the points and penalties podcast, right? People know this happened. Um, I mean, 
probably yeah probably not you might see <laughs> one that's you know similar but that might there probably be an overthrow is what then that'd be there, the way you probably yeah. see yeah, it because but that's of, not typically called a triple then at that right point, exactly right? yeah so yeah probably not it's uh it's a little too crazy with the uh you know the speed of the ball and just just poking it out there like literally just poking it out there a little bit but and... this should give reason to keep the shift because like people can do it and look this guy because it's fun this guy got a triple from hitting it into shallow right field or left field <laughs> yeah but the majority don't right and can't like there's reasons why they they shift, shift and stack the right or the left side because that guy theoretically you know on on probably nine times out of 10 or whatever the numbers are on each guy, he can't hit it to the right side or to the left side. So you might as well uh, load up. And like you said, take advantage now while you can, if you're that type of team, you know, that being said, I mean, I don't think you really have, you don't, you don't typically see everybody shifting to the left side of the infield. Like you don't, you don't often bring that second baseman past the, the, the second base anyway. So Mm, I've seen it multiple times. The Jays have done it a uh, lot too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I just don't think in our case, I don't think you really need to worry about shifting to the left side of the infield because Matt Chapman is fucking amazing. Like everything looks easy for him over there. And uh, just watched a little bit of it today. And like he may have missed a couple from jumping up and like he just missed the ball right? like that much. It would have been awesome plays. And they probably would have won actually. But. But anyway, that's besides the point. So no, I don't think uh, I don't think you'll see this this triple again, just because it's too off the wall and and with the, the the shift changing. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure teams are still going to shift. They just like you just can't go on the other side of the second. Well, exactly. Like, Somebody will stand yeah. a foot next to the second base. Yeah, and they'll be shifted, but I not, I, not as much, and it probably won't. You probably. Well, and you won't see the rover either. Like sometimes you get a third baseman go and be a rover or play like at the bag, and then the, the shortstop goes and plays a rover. Right? You're you're probably not going to see that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I think it'd be. I don't know the exact rules behind the shift. I know that like the infield, you have to have two guys on each side of second base. Now, I don't know what it is for the outfield because that would be quite the if you could send like if it is. Brian well, I mean, back up there again. You send your left fielder out there to right, right, the uh, right center. I guess you could say, or being the rover right there. They'd probably say you can only have two outfielders on the same side of second because you because it's definitely possible for the center fielder to play either side of the second base, right? Yep. So you're always going to be able to have two for sure. But I I don't think they're going to bring the right fielder over on a on a righty batter to play rover. You know what I mean? Well, you also push the the center fielder more over. Well, yeah, to cover all that. I mean, I guess you could do that. You could you could push the right fielder or whatever whatever field right as tight to the bag as possible, playing center field, and then you can move your your center fielder over into left field to have two guys there. So I guess that's possible, but I just don't think you're going to see that as much, especially with most of the outfielders are pretty fucking speedy nowadays. So that they are. All right, so we'll talk about everyone's favorite hockey team, the <laughs> Leafs. Kitchen Peter. Rangers? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, why don't you let us know who the Leafs might be playing? Well, temperatures are rising. Spring is in the air. 
April's almost passed, and we're just about ready to start the NHL playoffs and the Leafs' first round series. They're all- It'll be short lived. Don't worry. Fuck off. <laughs> this is the year. <laughs> oh, you really have to laugh out loud. Anyway. LOL. LOL. So LOL. they're almost. <laughs> They're almost guaranteed to finish second in the Atlantic. They're not mathematically, but it's almost set in stone. Uh, they have 109 points currently, and they're firmly in control of second. Uh, Tampa's in third currently with 104, and Boston is in fourth with 101. So it's very likely that whoever finishes third in the Atlantic will be the Leafs opening round playoff opponent. Once they finish in second, uh, they'll have home ice, which is good. Um, and they can technically still fall like into the wild card, but it's very unlikely at this point. They probably have to lose every game to do that. Right? Pretty much. They have to lose all the games. The other teams have to win all the games. It's not worth talking about until it, that can, until it happens, until the, <laughs> the 18 wheeler goes off the cliff, like, uh, uh, like back in the day. It's not going to happen. They're going to finish second. And they're going to play either Tampa or Boston. So Tampa, at least they're 2-2 two and two against this season. They won 2-1 to one in overtime in November. They lost 5-3 in December. They won 6-2 to two in April earlier. And they lost 8-1 to one just this week. Not good. <laughs> uh, their remaining schedule is against Florida, who's won 13th straight. And then the Blue Jackets twice and the Islanders. Tampa, of course, is the reigning back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Uh, and they have never played the Leafs in the playoffs. Not once. Hmm. Hmm. Boston, Leafs are 2-0 and against this season. They won 5-2 in November and won 6-4 in March. They play once more in the final game of the season. Oh, yeah. It's eight-game series. <laughs> <laughs> so Boston's remaining schedule is the Habs, Florida, who have won 13 straight, uh, the Sabres, and then, of course, the Leafs. Uh, so they have a bit lighter schedule. Both of their schedules are against pretty much Florida and non-playoff teams. But uh, Boston's a little easier. And it's entirely possible if Tampa alters a little bit that that final game against the Leafs could decide whether the Leafs play the Bruins or whether they play Tampa in that first-round series. It could end up being that if the Bruins win, they play the Leafs. If the Bruins lose, the Leafs will play Tampa. So that would add some uh, entertainment value for sure. I think bosses would be like, we want the Leafs. Well, and the Leafs might say... <laughs> We want Boston. <laughs> we're gonna play, we're, Boston in the playoffs. We're gonna okay. play. Uh, okay. We're gonna play Kev's favorite goalie here. We're gonna call him up from the HL. Uh, not yeah, Justin yeah, Bogey. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Hutch. Hutch. He likes Hutch. Hutch. Yeah. your best yeah. guy. Hutch. Fuck, I lay out. That guy's amazing. The guy's just like, oh my. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd, never... I'd I'd rather see Hutch than fucking Mrazek. I tell you what. Uh, maybe they play Mrazek. Just just for uh, you, Kev. Fuck that guy. Fuck them both. But so, so Boston, of course, has been the Leafs' nemesis, eliminating them in the first round of the playoffs in full seven-game series, always in a game seven. 
uh, so over the past decade, it's been in 2018, 2019, and of course, the infamous 2013 4-1 late third period comeback. <sighs> and of course, Zdeno Chara was on the Bruins for each of those playoff bouts, but he is no more. So of the two, of the two dragons the Leafs could slay, either their nemesis, the Boston Bruins, or the reigning Stanley Cup champion, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who would you rather see the Leafs face in the first round? If Boston, if they don't face Boston, does Boston play play Florida? No, they'll more likely play whoever wins the uh, Metro Division, which is a race right now between Carolina and New York Rangers. Uh, all right, and um, see Boston, man, they. They're they're a pounding team. They love they love the hit. They love the body. They love that physicality. Where Toronto is not. I would rather say the Lightning. I mean, it's a better matchup. I mean, you're not going to get hurt because these guys are not going out there to maim one another. They're going out there. I to mean, play. don't uh, don't let Tampa surprise you. They're not they're not exactly a light team to play against either. No, they're like not. They, they are a, a bit of a chippy team right now. But they're not like Boston-esque, where you know yeah. if Boston's down, they're just going to go after you. I think the the better matchup that I'd prefer to watch would be the Lightning in Toronto, and just hope whoever Boston plays hurts them a lot, so Toronto can go through them easily. If they even make it out of the first round, right. Boston, Boston well, that is Boston. That's what I was about to say: is that the Leafs only have eleven games, so what does it matter? Uh, a maximum of 11 games left this season. So what does it matter who they play? <laughs> They're your pick to win the uh, cup. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so I kind of agree with Kev on the sense that Tampa is probably a better matchup, but uh, we had mentioned this before, Pete. I think you and I were going on about it a few weeks ago. Um, this might be the dragon that they need to slay to get out of the first round and to, to kibosh all the, all the chirping and all the chit-chat beat Boston in the first round and you, know, you kill two birds with one stone. You, you beat Boston and you get out of the first round. That uh, sounds like a fucking Stanley cup to me. Uh, if you do that. So, uh, <laughs> so that's, uh, I'm like I said, I, I think Tampa is probably the better matchup uh, just because it'll be a high flying, high scoring game. It'll be, it'll be a pretty crazy series uh, that way. Uh, there'll be a lot of offense. Um Obviously, like you said, Kevin Boston is a, they're they're a pounding team. They're a little bit more defensive, um, but you know when you're a hundred or a thousand percent on them or a hundred percent against against Boston, winning two zero already, you got one more to go. Maybe three zero. Maybe it's a it's a special little omen here that uh, the Leafs will end up maybe playing them in the first round. And playoffs like said, are still a totally different story, though, man. For sure, they are. For sure. But I feel like this is, although a lot of the names are the same from last year, I feel like they've grown quite a bit. And although they have given up a bunch of shitty games in the end where they blow leads to, to, to lose, I just feel like they're, uh, I think they're going to be a better team. And I think they need Boston in the first round. And they better not fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, I'm a Leafs fan. I would be picking Boston. You're 2-0 against them. I know they still got another game. But you just lost to Tampa. 
who's going to win the Stanley Cup anyways. Oh, they had their backup. Easy they had, they, they easy. had their backup in there when they lost 8-1. <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny. Still really embarrassing. Was he in for all eight goals? Real? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. They, they That's were not rough. They were not putting, was, they were not putting was, Campbell uh, in there. It was, it was a rest game. That they're not. It was, yeah, they were not pulling them. Uh, but real quick anecdote on that. Uh, there's a thing called the deserve to winnow meter, which is what? basically it. It's a, it's a, it's from a website. Uh, <laughs> I don't have it offhand, but it basically it's because hockey is such a game driven by sort of random chance. You might score, you might not, you might miss by an inch. There's a deserve to winnow meter that tracks like good scoring chances, and it's it's a meter that says you know this team deserves to win. If you simulated this game a thousand times, this team is more likely to win. And the Leafs were actually 51 point something percent favorites to in, on the deserve to win meter in this game. They lost eight to one. I think it might be broken. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. LOL. <laughs> the Leafs had a 51% or whatever chance to win this game but they ended up losing deserve a chance to win <laughs> deserve a chance to win. Yeah. so that like that either means that their goaltending was bad tampa's goaltending was great a little bit of both tampa just was really good at executing their scoring chances whatever power play road power play yeah yeah anyway doesn't matter just thought i'd throw that in there just for fun carry on just well like i said i think that you'd want to play Boston, because you guys are 2-0 against them, and like you guys have said, it's the dragon that needs to be slayed. They can't win it again, can they? <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> they didn't even do L- they didn't even use LTIR that much this year. <laughs> I thought it was Tampa that did that last year. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about Boston. All right, anyways. So, I, I'm with you guys, too. I If if I had to pick just straight which team would you rather play, it's got to be Boston. I think they're the – they're not as good of a team as Tampa Bay is. And stylistically, I don't think there's that big of a difference. You guys mentioned that Boston plays a heavier game. I think Tampa actually plays a pretty heavy game, and they have better uh, scoring. They have better um, high-end uh, talent. I think you have a better chance against Boston. And again, without Zdeno Chara, because apparently in the playoffs he just is allowed to do whatever, and it's no big deal. He's gone now. I think the the path to glory and to slay the dragon, get the demons out of the out of their heads, is to go through Boston. But equally, I think going through Tampa would would be some serious juju. Knock out, knock out the champs. Get rid of them. Knock out the back to back champs. And if you remember, before Tampa became the back-to-back champs, they were swept by Columbus in the first round. So maybe that's a similar uh, kick in the dick to what the Leafs had last year. There's not a chance the Leafs are sweeping anybody in the first round. It's definitely not a sweep. No, no, no. no, That's not what I'm saying. I'm not not saying they're going to sweep them. I'm just saying that after Tampa got swept, they went on to win back-to-back championships. Last year, the Leafs got 
not swept, but they got badly beaten by Montreal after they were up three to one in the series that they should have won. <laughs> Basically, they got swept. It was just a backhand <laughs> sweep. I would rather let them be swept almost. <laughs> but it may be they may be in the same place mentally, is all I'm trying to say, as Tampa was two years ago. Going into their first cup run. So do they currently have anybody on LTIR the Leafs? Because that's going to be a bonus if they if they do. No, bring them uh, back. Mrazek might be. Yeah, well, he's not going to make it. <laughs> it's but <laughs> the money does. <laughs> Just keep him on LTIR then. You're still yeah. hurt, right, bud? <laughs> no, I'm so, good. What? Yo, you're still yeah, hurt, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to put you on waivers. Ah, oh, fuck. We got to pick you back up. God damn it. Yeah. So one last question before we move off of this. Uh, we had a couple of Boston's, a couple of Tampa's there, I think, as the teams we uh, would like to see Toronto face. Do you think they can actually beat them? Do you nope. think they'll win? Quick, easy them. answer from Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that meter's doing. There's Zervo meter. I would like to, but I don't. I don't think they do it. Either, Ooh. either who they face. If they face Boston, they face Tampa. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get it the first round. Oof. Yosh. And I gotta be more positive than that, especially after <laughs> calling them to win. So yeah, I'm gonna say they get out of it. It's likely gonna be a six or seven game series, no matter who they face. Uh, but I think they battle through some adversity. And yeah, they're gonna get it done this year. <laughs> I know. You, you were drunk when you made that selection. <laughs> You're like you're getting it already. Maybe, maybe not. And I don't know already. Who knows? And I don't think Austin will get his 60. That's the other thing, too. Like Kev had said when we were talking about it, Kev's like, oh, he's gonna drop right off. And I'm like, no, and he has dropped off. Like he he hasn't he hasn't played. He's been how long how long has he been out though? Mm, Three games, two or three games, yeah. Yeah, so he would have played a few games prior to that, but maybe he was kind of hurt type thing before actually saying I'm done and I gotta sit down for a couple yeah and he's been like when he's been playing he's been playing great he maybe hasn't converted on all his chances but he's he's right there so oh yeah oh, i don't go. i i'm pretty confident he's gonna get to 60 he won't get to 65 or whatever i said just because he missed the time but yeah he'll get i think he'll get to 60 he probably what? popped to probably popped to against boston in the final game boom <laughs> so what do you think b you think they're gonna win I think so. I think whether they play Boston or Tampa, I think I think Tampa is is um, I think they're feeling the fatigue of two back to back long playoff runs. I don't think they're a team that can have the legs to compete with the Leafs in a seven game series because they're fresh. They don't go on deep playoff runs, and <laughs> and I think I think they can beat Boston pretty handily. I think uh, the Bruins are not the same team they once were. Even though the uh, the rule completely changes in the playoffs, um, and it's going to be extremely frustrating, I'm sure. I still think they can. Uh, the game is still won on the scoreboard, and I still think the Leafs can uh, can outscore and out defend the Bruins, and they'll win in the same game series. I don't even know if that would go to seven. Tampa would go. Hmm. Huh. And that's that. That is that. Well, I mean, at least at least you're choosing them to win too. Like, 
you know, you're the hardcore hockey guy on this fucking panel here. So <laughs> you better have fucking judged. And I team. do not have any bias whatsoever. No? <laughs> nope. No. None. As we've got fucking all of our Toronto sports team shirts and hats on today. <laughs> but it's all, it's all blue. Not, nothing leaves here. I got leaves, but I don't think it's got right leaves, but not leaves. <laughs> I mean, close enough. We'll we'll take it, Kev. Thanks. We'll take it. So that does it for the leaves. We may have a little more NHL action in our MVP coming up. This week's MVP, going back to the NHL, because why not? Roman Yossi. Roman Yossi, defenseman, Nashville Predators. I'm not Roman, man. You're saying, you're saying <laughs> Roman Yossi? What? I'm not you're Roman. Part English, part Native American, you know? Not, not Roman. No, not, no, no Italian blood in No, no, no Italian. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not Levertoni. It's Levertoni. Uh, it, it used to be Levertoni in the FIFA or not? Or not FIFA, yeah, FIFA game. It was Levertoni. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, my team was Roma. <laughs> there you go. There you See? go. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Anywho, Roman Yossi became the first NHL blue liner to reach 90 points in a single season since Hall of Famer Ray Bork dropped 91 in the 93-94 season. So although Yossi is having one of the most proficient seasons for a defenseman in just about 30 years, he might still not win the Norris as Kale McCarr is also having an outstanding season and is scoring more goals. And it's a tight race between the two, but I think Kale McCarr is still actually the favorite. But besides that, Roman Yossi, we're doing the first uh, 90-point season by a defenseman in almost 30 years. Cheers to you, buddy. And that's Here a feat, are. man. That's definitely it, a feat. It is. Yeah, man. It's for sure good. For especially the blue liner. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Roman. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice some idiot cracked their beer before. One of us. One of us. Who shall not be named. May have opened their beer earlier than the MVP segment. Accidentally. Oops. But uh, nobody noticed when uh, I've heard four distinct <laughs> sounds. So yeah. I'm Just sure on the audio only, though, they won't be able to tell. No, not at all. No. Even the video. I was subtle. I was subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so moving off of that topic, uh, why don't we get into what's going on in the uh, NBA playoffs? Josh, what is happening? Well, if you remember uh, last episode, which was two weeks ago, as we did take that uh, Easter break, uh, the playoffs were just about to start, and it was the play-ins, and we had uh, taken our picks on who the teams that were going to move on through the play-in. That's the Clippers. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to quickly recap those. Uh, so Peter and Jesse, they picked two out of the four uh, teams to, that uh, did end up moving through, and Kevin and I chose three teams that moved through. So Kev took the T Wolves, the Nets, the Pelicans, and then he had the Cavs who lost. Uh, Pete, 
your two were the Nets and the Pelicans that moved through, but you also had uh, the Cavs and your aforementioned Clippers. <laughs> Jess, you had the T-Wolves and the Nets making it through, Clip and Cav missing out, and I had the T-Wolves, the Nets, and the Hawks going through with the Clip missing out. Now, I will say that we would all have done a lot better if Paul George would have played in the last game if he didn't get covid yeah. Uh, in that game, they easily would have won that game, I think, with Paul George. They only lost by two buckets, I think it was. So, uh, for sure, the clip got burned by the old Rona on that one. And uh, we didn't see Kawhi, but uh, I was, you know, good for me and Kev. You know, getting three <laughs> out of the four right. <laughs> I mean, I was going to have the exact same thing as you, so I switched the Cavs. I mean, that uh, sounds like a you problem. Uh, that sounds that sounds like uh, an excuse. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's an excuse. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving past that, obviously we've had the current matchups uh, in the playoffs. You know, Suns, Pelicans, Grizz, T Wolves, Warriors, Nuggets, Mavs, Jazz uh, in the West, Heat, Hawks, Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Bulls, Sixers, Raptors in the East. Uh, we've had uh, two games so far today and there is uh, one currently on and one going on uh, in a little bit um so you know there's been quite a few really really good games physical games tight games back and forth you're allowed to have physical games in the nba now there seem to be yeah not 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 against philly though yeah not in our series (laughs) yeah yeah um but and a lot of close games and then obviously there's been, you know, a good number of blowouts where games are just over quite early. Um, so out of, you know, what, what we've seen so far, what do you guys think the biggest surprise has been to date in the playoffs? That is. So for me, it's, uh, it's the Nuggets going down 3-0. Like I, I'm pretty sure I picked the Nuggets to upset in this series and I thought they would, uh, they would be right in there and competing a lot better than they were. And uh, for them to go down 3-0, they got one win back today. Uh, hopefully they can turn around a little bit, but uh, that's the biggest surprise for me that they've just been uh, basically dummied by the Warriors. Pete, you are correct. You did take uh, the Nugs to win that, uh, that series. Wait, you're now, swinging a miss. Now with, with, with the Nugs. It's not over, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with the nugs with but, our but yeah. uh, with our pick in regards to you know MVP. I mean, if the nugs go out, does that go to basically M bitch is gonna get it? No, no I think it's uh, only right. for the regular, regular season. season. Yeah, all right. nothing to do with the playoffs. All right. Because I think we have a new bitch in regards to our we got a new name for sure. We got a new nickname, 100 yeah. percent We'll get to that in a few minutes. For sure. My biggest surprise is the T Wolves. Like, I know Grizzlies, like, they've got some young players, but they, this is the second seed team. They should be a lot better, and T-Wolves are just playing playing them tough, and that is my biggest shocker right now. I, I did not see that coming. So you're saying that the T-Wolves are playing above your expectations? Yes, yes. So that's, um, like, it makes for good basketball because, like, typically, like, like you guys said, like the play in, like the clip probably should have gotten in if they didn't Paul George. But yeah. and they were like what, like the seventh or eighth seed or something like that, uh, starting in the play in. Uh, seven, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So 
it, it just to me like the it's those it's the play in like so typically like I guess you could say like yeah the Pelicans got in but they're missing some superstars there for the court but yeah I would say that would be my biggest surprise is the T Wolves being there because I did not expect them to do as well as they are against the Grizzlies. I would have to go with the Magic, the Mavericks, and the Jazz. I mean, it's two great teams. I mean, I think the Mavs should have been destroying the Jazz, but it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know about destroying. I think they're very evenly matched, and uh, I mean, I've got the Mavs to take it all, take this series, but everybody but does except for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need to get something big after picking the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, initially I uh, my big surprise uh, was the same as yours, Pete, with the Nuggets. Uh, but just for the sake of being a little different, I'm gonna go and say uh, the Nets is my biggest surprise here. That they have not won a game and they haven't really played the greatest. Uh, they haven't played as a as a unit, team unit. Uh, obviously. You know, it's a two-man race there. It's a two two-horse uh, carriage over there between KD and Kyrie. And uh, if one of those guys isn't going, there's not a whole lot of top-end scoring um, on that team other than those two. So, uh, and that's exactly what's happening. They they haven't had a whole lot of luck against Boston. Now, does Simmons does Simmons come out and play this one then? No, no, no. I don't think Simmons plays at all this year, no matter how deep they go. He was rumored. He was rumored to be maybe gonna play in the yeah in game four, but right. I think he's out now. Yeah, because they said something about him being like playing, like it's like a year gone by since he's played and touched the ball. And he's touched balls, but since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, basketball. The game ball. The game ball. <laughs> game ball. <laughs> what the fuck? Get your mind out of the gutter, guys. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> uh, as we mentioned, the Warriors were up 3-0. The Celtics were up 3-0. And the shitty Philadelphia 76ers were up 3-0. Boo! Uh, I'm not sure if the Bucks were up 3-0. I think I think I don't the think Bulls, they, they were. They, no. they weren't. They weren't. Uh, so other than the Nets still being 3-0, the rest are now 3-1 and in their, their series. Um, and no team has ever come back to win a series in the NBA being down 3-0. So do you think that any of these four teams that are down by a couple games here uh, and are on the verge of elimination, do you think any of them can put enough pressure that would potentially make these other four teams lose? Do you think some one of these teams can, can come back to win in either of their series? Nuggets, Nets, Bulls, Raps. So it's happened in all the other, uh, I guess the other two major sports that have seven game series. Mm-hmm. And it's about damn time it happens in the NBA. And uh, homerism aside, I think <laughs> realistically, the team that has the best chance to pull it out, I think, is the Raptors. With, with Scotty coming back and with Trent coming back from injury, I know he played, but he was not playing 100%. I think if you get those two guys really firing on all cylinders, you keep uh, Siakam and OG playing the way that they've been playing, 
get a little contribution from the other guys, I think the Raptors may have the best chance out of this group to make a serious come a serious effort here at how uh, to come back and being down 3-0 and coming back to win the series. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that. I don't think they will get a comeback, but they definitely have the best chance. I'm, I agree. I understand it should happen sometime. I don't think it's going to happen uh, this year, sadly, just because. Or at least not this round. But yeah. <laughs> it, well, just this year, I don't think it's going to happen. But it's it, for me, for the Raptors to come back, like they, they played them tough and they should have won game three. It was a hard, hard fought game and they definitely should have won. Fucking Embiid was crazy good that day. And our superstar was terror awful. So. And we just needed a few free throws. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to do it, even the Raptors, but the Raptors probably have the best chance. They played them two, two great games in a row. And I'm probably betting they're going to do the third. Uh, is Freddie going to be playing the next? Yeah, in I don't know. Game five? I don't know. I I kind of, if, if he's hurt and he can't play to even half or three quarters of his capabilities, I think he needs to be on the bench. And you have to, uh, there's there's a lot of, we have some depth on the on the bench. And I realize it's not Freddie Van Vliet, but uh, I'd rather have 100% guys out there than. Um, uh, I think I'd rather Van Vliet. I mean, I know I get what you're saying that he has not been playing to the Van Vliet standard. But if he can't get back on defense for running back, I mean, it's his hip. He's got to be able to run. But it's it's more of his offense that's been a struggle. And may, yeah, maybe the hip that's injured now is going to keep him out. I don't know. But if he's if he's been playing through this, I don't know if he has or not, or if it's a new injury. I think no, he's been he's... a little bit hurt, but it is a new injury that's happening now. Yeah, but if like. The struggle with Fred, from what I see anyway, has been his offense. It just hasn't been to his standard. I think he's – I'd still rather see him in the game, though, than uh, like Malachi Flynn or somebody. I mean, Flynn's not going to be the guy that comes in. You're going to see Boucher, you know, or people just rotate around. Yeah. Boucher's probably the next man up uh, for, for, you know, more minutes. Um, He'll play more minutes, but he's not starting. I don't think – I think you go, you go with uh, – Kim and you have Barnes. Well, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I think I think Boucher's coming off the bench for sure, but he he's definitely the first one. And then you also got Precious, who's been lighting it up. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, except for free throws, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Like I said, <laughs> I keep waiting. <laughs> I um, I just am shocked about that that um, no one has ever done it. It is pretty difficult to see this, but hopefully it happens. Not it's not going to happen this time, but I, hopefully. It <laughs> no, I yeah. kind of agree here, guys. I mean, if it's if there's anybody that can do something, it'd probably be the Raptors. I don't see it happening. It's something that's never happened. I don't think uh, it's it will. But you know, I mean, Raptors do have better a better chance than the the Nuggets, or than that. See, I, I don't know, man. Like. The Nets can can turn it all around, and like I said, if if you get if you get Kyrie and KD just fucking just nailing buckets from all over the place, they can take games over like crazy. Now, I realize that Boston has been playing very well, 
uh, you know, through the playoffs and even through the last, uh, you know, month or so of the season, and, you know, obviously they've been playing pretty well all year, but um, so it's going to be difficult, but those two guys combining can really take a game over and more so than anybody on the Raptors or any two guys on the Raptors. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I kind of lean towards them, but at the same time, because the Celtics have been playing so good, I don't think that they're going to, uh, I don't think they're going to beat them uh, at this point. Although I did, uh, you know, I did say back uh, a few episodes ago, the, the Nets were going to do well once they get in the playoffs, but they just haven't clicked. Uh, they just, they've had a, a rough go all year with, uh, with gelling. Um, and then I, when I look at the nuggets and I'm like, man, like you have the MVP and, there's just not much that they can do against Steph and, and the Warriors. They just, you know, they played a pretty good game today. They were up about 12 and then they let the Warriors come back. They ended up pulling it out, but you know, they let the Warriors back into it and it, it was within uh, a point. I'm pretty sure it might've even been tied right near the end with it, like a minute to go type thing. So, uh, so it, maybe, maybe the Raps do have the best chance. You know, they did play very well against the Sixers throughout the season um, obviously game four, I, you know, after going down three Oh and you're at home, pretty much know that's going to be a W because there's no chance that those guys are going to allow the away team to, to get a W there. But going back to Philly now is a totally different story. They got to play really fucking tough, uh, to get a W. Like I said, Jess, it's going to be, it might not happen this year. I'd like to see it, but it might not happen. Uh, a team coming back to, to win here. So but this is what it is. Not much we can do about it as uh, as fans. We can wear our fucking We the North shirts, and that's about it, right? I blame DeLine. He didn't chant defense loud enough. Oh, uh, that's probably it. Yeah, he was at uh, one of the games there. He was at game three. Game three, yeah. yeah. So now let's just move right into the Raptors. Uh, we've already touched on some of the stuff here. Um, and obviously we're, you know, like you said, Pete, the Homerism, uh, that's what we do here. We <laughs> are completely what, unbiased. You know, <laughs> talk about our Programs. Yeah. <laughs> so my first thought throughout the four games is the officiating. Um, do, you, do you think, okay, so I agree with the off, but how do you rank, or not necessarily rank, but how do you feel about the officiating over the course of the four games, obviously after the first two games, I know exactly how we all felt, but now that it's been four games and the, you know, they, the whistle has gone a little bit more towards the Toronto way a little bit, uh, maybe more so than it, it did in the first two games. How do you feel about the refereeing and the officiating overall? Bullshit, man. I mean, if the guy can come across half court and call a timeout, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you can't, like that, that coach could not cross half court, call a timeout, which he did. And they gave it to him with no technical, nothing in regards to the free throws. So, and, and they won the game off that. Yeah. yeah. Had that been called the technical foul, the Raps would have won the game. So, I mean, like right there, I mean, they're just, I don't know, man. Like it's just the refing. I think that's, because it's Toronto. I mean, we're the only Canadian team, and they don't want us there. I don't think that is why. <laughs> I, I think it's just 
we don't have a, like a real big superstar. Like ACP is our superstar, but he's not close to the level of Harden and Embiid. Yeah. Like, I, I don't buy into the conspiracy theory stuff that Kevin's alluding to, that it's, it's Canada and fuck those guys. It's a conspiracy theory. Kev's gonna fuck, definitely go fuck the North. I think it's just the, the games are just poorly officiated uh, to start the series. I think games three and four were more even. They still owe us two. I don't think games three and four were in the Raps' favor. Mm-hmm. They were just definitely. more even. Uh, so hopefully the next two games they uh, they call in our favor and it's uh, the first ever comeback from three zero. That's my crystal ball. That's what I see. That'll be fucking sweet, man. <laughs> Put some money and in. The, and they'll cry bullshit, and the refing was terrible, and blah, blah, blah. The refing is terrible. And, and I will play. <laughs> no, I'm talking Philly now after the next two games. Huh. And I'll play the world's smallest violin for them. Well, and, I mean, they already have. Embiid was at the end of last game. He was clapping for the refs. Yeah. Because, you know, he wasn't uh, chirping them per se with his words, but giving them a sarcastic clap uh, is just as much as, as uh, chirping them. So uh, evidently he is on the opposite, uh, you know, of where he thought that the last couple of games seemed to have gone more uh, calls went Toronto's way. Uh, I didn't look up the, the actual numbers, uh, but I believe that they were much more even as opposed to, Toronto's way. I think if anything, they probably more calls probably still went to Philly, um, but we just actually hit some free throws. I didn't see Game Four, but Game Three I thought was pretty even. I thought the refs did a pretty good job in Game Three, um, except I for still, the time of call. Yeah, except for that, yeah, <laughs> that big fuck up. But I, other than that, it was still a pretty good game called. I thought, and we still had another chance. Like we, like we had a, a chance to not allow the refs to make that decision too so mm-hmm. yeah at the end of the day you want the players to decide who wins not the officials yes but we should have fucking fit we shouldn't have been in overtime anyways anyways <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> are, we there? Are, we, are we there now not, not quite yet <laughs> uh so i thought the it was good for game three and then game four i didn't watch it so uh hopefully it was pretty good but yeah it wasn't horrible yeah I, I think MB needs to stop throwing some elbows. Like he gets away with fucking everything with you. All right, so I'll, I'll skip my next question and jump to the to my uh, my jump my first sorry jump my first question. Jump to the second one, and on on thoughts on what uh, Siakam says was Embiid, or as we're or at least I will affectionately call him now M bitch. Uh, we got we bitch. have a little bitch and we've got M bitch. Because he complains, he complains, he complains. He's a mass, he's the biggest guy in the fucking court, and he still bitches and moans about everybody and everything. Um, but Siakam after game four said that he that basically, you know, paraphrasing, he said that that M bitch is playing dirty. And so just you had, had mentioned the elbows, and so are you are you agreeing with with Pascal that saying that that yeah he is playing a bit dirty with these bows? Yeah, I I I personally think he is, and like again, he's a superstar. He gets that attention, but he also him throwing those elbows around. Like I get he's a big guy, he's got a big frame and everything like that, but you can't you can't be doing that. Like they we're barely touching him, and then he's falling over. Yeah, <laughs> probably why. 
I know you guys get you got a question with a thumb injury, but probably why his thumb's sore is he's fucking it's sore from catching a big body onto the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good take. Good take. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't necessarily think he's playing really. I wouldn't, I don't know if I call it dirty. I think he's being a bitch with the flops for sure. That's why it's then there's more eyes. So it's not just M bitch, it's M beach. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't even blame the guy for starting to throw bows because if, if the officials are not going to call him on this kind of thing, you're going to push the limit, see what you can get away with. And if they're not calling you, keep pushing the line. If you, if we're in the playoffs, players are doing what competing the best they can for their teams. If he can get himself a little bit of extra space by throwing some bows and it doesn't get called, he's going to keep doing it. Sounds I don't blame like him you, for that. I know, but is that not dirty? Like, you're just pretty much saying he's going to away with fucking murder. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not on him, though. Like, it's – is it dirty? I don't know. He's the trying question to get is, yeah. space. I don't, I don't think it's that dirty. Um, I think it should be called. I think the officials should be calling it. Uh, but I wouldn't expect any less from a Raptors player if they are driving the paint hard and that's what they try and do to make some space and it gets caught free. Okay, that's the playoff rules. It's all fair game, so keep it up. So, so you're, you're telling the Raptors to be doing that too now. Why not? If it's fucking fair game. Peter's like, get everyone playing dirty. I'm not, I'm not saying be dirty. I'm not saying fucking. <laughs> but that's get what this guy. is. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't know if it really is though. I'm, like I'm not saying get a guy in the face with your fucking bow. I don't think that's what he's doing. It's at the UFC here, bro. It's basketball. No, I know, but he's not. <laughs> I see. I see the guy getting in some space, competing hard. I think he's crossing the line, and I don't think it's being called. So. I think what they need to do the next time they throw an elbow and, and bitch is that they have to do what um, Bosch does or did, or it didn't even come anywhere near his face and just go oh, and hit the ground. No, man, I don't like that. Cause then you're going to, if it's that fake, it, you're going to get yourself a, a foul or like a technical and we can't give up free fucking shots. So yeah. See, what, I, what I would do is I would go full fucking Jordan rules on like, okay, you're not getting called. We're going to start fouling you. Hard, real hard. So you're gonna say I, go to that to Detroit, like what they had go to Jordan rules. Is that exactly. Yeah, yeah. I Not agree. Because like, t- obviously we're in a different era. But right. Yeah. If you're gonna get a foul on and bitch, you might as well. Which they are every single time, even when I it's all ball, they're then still you, getting fouled. Then if you're gonna do that, man, you're gonna swat at that thumb. That's what I'd be doing. If yeah. I'm gonna foul him, I'm gonna I'm gonna smack that thumb every single time. This series is over if Embiid is, is out. The yes. Raps will come back yes. if Embiid is out for the rest I of the season. I agree like, with still you. still playing, though. but... If he's um, done, Raps got a great chance to come back into that series, for sure. They've definitely have been able to contain Harden, and, you know, Maxi has had some good stretches. He had a good game. I think it was in game two, I think. He had a hell of a game. I thought it was bo- both the first two games he was pretty good. Yeah, and maybe yeah, I think I think you're right. The first first game he had a half decent game too, and he, his speed is what has killed the Raptors. It's you know, you're sure he's got some skill too, but he is so fucking quick, and he just 
all of a sudden he, you know, he'll take the ball at half court and just all of a sudden he's under the basket. He's just, you know, he's just by it. Like, holy fuck, where'd he go? Fucking Speedy yeah, Gonzalez. So it looks like uh, they got ankle <laughs> weights. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't 100% know if what Embiid is doing is, you know, dirty. If it's after the whistle, then yeah, that's definitely dirty. You know, the extra shots here and there. Um, but I agree, Pete. I, I think that the Raps need to start playing a little yeah. tougher, play a little harder. Ken Birch is a big dude. You know, Precious is a big dude. Start playing a little harder on him. Smack that um, thumb. Yeah. Smack that thumb. Start making life hell for for uh, for him, bitch. And hopefully he beach. Hopefully it gets him off his game, you know. Um, you know, he had a hell of a shot there on that that inbound. Um, to Which, just, by the way, if we're going there, they should have pressured they the inbound pass. That was dumb, yeah. For sure. And uh, somehow Freddie was at that one guarding and beat him. Like, oh, yeah, that's not going <laughs> to. Jesus Christ. Like, you know, they, said, they, they doubled him. They, du- they doubled him. And then one the one guy got caught on a screen. And then there was Freddie. He's like, I'll guard you. No, just put him against the fucking the inbound yeah. guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Like in that case, like Boucher probably should have been on, you know, and Boucher's a great defender. I think he's, you know, because Barnes is out. I probably would have put Barnes on Embiid. Barnes would be on Embiid every fucking play if he was Bitch. playing. But yeah, I mean, hundred percent. But yeah, I think you gotta and inbound guy. You gotta why? Why have a short guy? Like put a big tall motherfucker there. That's make right. it really difficult, right? Right. So, but uh, like, and that's exactly what they did. On because right after that, we had an inbound mm. to try and make the same magic happen. And of course, it would it fizzled to nothing because our inbound was pressured, and we had to do a little stupid lob. Well, went yeah. nowhere. So, talk, talking about Scotty Barnes uh, covering Embiid, and that's where I think he should be uh, when he's when he's on the court. Uh, now, Kev, I know you're going to love this because our last episode we talked about Scotty Barnes for a long time, and you kept asking us if we're still talking <laughs> about Scotty Barnes. Well, guess what, bud? Two weeks later. We're still talking about Scotty Barnes. We're we still talking about the fucking rookie of the year. We still are talking about the rookie of the year. The I, I never had any doubt. I never had any doubt. Rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah, so if you remember, and I'm sure our listeners remember because we did talk about it so long uh, last episode, <laughs> three of the four of us uh, were smart. One, not so much. Uh, three took Scotty Barnes. To in the uh, rookie of the year, the Roy one took some motherfucking goof from Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Got second. Let's say second place, the first loser, man. If you're not yeah. first, you're last. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. <laughs> so Scotty Barnes wins the rookie of the year. He was presented with his rookie of the year glass basketball. Uh, on Saturday night. I don't know if you guys saw it. It looks like, remember those like mini, those mini basketballs that you used to get? Mm-hmm. They look like one of those, except fucking glass and expensive as fuck, right? <laughs> as opposed to an $8 basketball. Look really cool. Uh, I'm going to say challenge. It's not glass. It's actually crystal. Ooh. Oh, you're probably right. You're probably right. But I was uh, generalizing there. But anyway. Uh, somebody else can look that up. Uh, so he was fighting back tears uh, as uh, on like the jumbotron. Uh, 
the other two Raptor Rookie of the Years had uh, had announced him and talked about him and whatnot. So Vince actually made the uh, the announcement, and then Damon Stoudemire, uh, you know, gave him a little shout out and whatnot. Uh, I will say that I did not like Mighty Mouse's fucking attire. The stupid ass. He was wearing a Boston Celtics fucking hoodie. I'm yeah. like, are you fucking <laughs> stupid, bud? Like, you are announcing the rookie of the year for a Toronto Raptor. You <laughs> used to be a Raptor. Boston. You're telling me you don't have a fucking Raptor hoodie in your closet <laughs> or a jersey, like, or just wear a black shirt or something. Like, you don't wear a Boston Celtics. But that's that's bullshit. So I was a little upset with Mighty Mouse on that one, but uh, but yeah. So as I said, that Scotty was fighting back a little bit of uh tears but uh well deserved well deserved uh you know was saying it for a long time that, uh, that he should be the rookie of the year i think all of us have been saying that yes not you, not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh so as we know now scotty is, has been back but he played in the first game of uh, of this seven game series and he was two helpers away from getting a triple-double in his first-ever playoff game, which would have been pretty cool. Uh, of course, that did not happen because uh, Mr. Joel M. Bitch decided to come down and land on his foot, which in turn, uh, as Scotty was trying to get away, move type thing, um, uh, he rolled his ankle and uh, and was out with, a, uh, with that sprained ankle, missing two plus games, a bit of their first game there and then second and third. And then got back in sa- on Saturday and he didn't play, he played like 25 minutes, uh, didn't put a whole lot of points up and whatnot, but uh, I think just being back was, was big. Uh, being able to, um, you know, being able to just to be back and to have his presence there on the court and to, to help the guys out uh, as opposed to just being in street clothes, uh, I think that really helps out the Raps, and you know, I I think he's our best defensive player, um, and that's what, like again, that's why I think he should be on a beat all the time. So hopefully, you know, he did roll it again uh, on Saturday night. He was uh, hobbling around a little bit, but uh, he did end up finishing the game. Again, they they only put him in for twenty five minutes, so it wasn't a crazy uh, crazy uh, tough game for him in terms of minutes. But uh, hey, we got our rookie of the year third uh, third in franchise history and couldn't be happier uh, for Scotty and our Toronto Raptors in that sense for sure the announcement uh, the way he was told is pretty cool too yeah with uh, Vince Carter getting on the TV yeah. all, uh, while at practice and saying there's only been three rookie of the years on the Raptors Mighty Mouse Air Canada and now, and now yeah Thanks, tips. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, in this series, uh, we have, you know, we've seen some flashes of uh, of good play by the Raps. We've seen flashes of bad play by the Raps, and we've seen uh, flashes of surprise play by the Raps. So, I'm just curious where you guys think, or who you guys think. Sorry are the best worst and uh the you know biggest surprise players or the biggest surprise scenario uh type thing that has happened in this series more specifically with players uh towards looking towards the raptors i'll start first this one i guess guys i'm gonna go spicy with regards to our best 
I mean, Fred Van Vliet has not been doing so well. I'll put him as our worst. And my big surprise is that they're down three games to one. Really, they were down 3-0. Right, 3-0 at that point, Mm -hmm. but three games to one is what the series is at now. So Yeah. So I'm with you. Spicy has been our best, and uh, you want your best player to be your best player, and he has been. So that's promising. Uh, For me, the worst is uh, the supporting cast around Spicy and OG. Uh, And granted, Scotty and Gary Trent have been hurt, although Gary Trent's been playing. He's been sick. Uh, He's been sick, and it showed. Yeah. Um, But I think I think if those two guys can get back to a good health and uh, seriously contribute, and you get some contributions out of your your big men, uh, I think that's what the team needs to. to they're going to have a chance at at pulling out this series. Um, and my surprise has been OG uh, with those aforementioned guys being hurt. He seriously stepped up as I think the Raps' second best player, and. Uh, Good to see that from OG. We've known he'd had that potential, but it's uh, to me, it's a bit of a surprise to see him uh, really contributing in the playoffs, and it's a good surprise. And hopefully, he keeps it up. See, to me, it's not really a surprise because he's our third best player. Yeah, but he was kind of hurt coming into the series too. So, like, it's and the way that he's played, like, <clears throat> so I have Spicy P as my best too. But at the same time, like, I was giving him a lot of you guys all saw it i was giving him a lot of shit i'm like he is our best player he needs to do better mm-hmm. and he, he was he well, has second half of game three was not a good half for Spike no season, and so. he was he really hasn't been like that good in the first two games either like he's been solid for sure but not like spicy p so i og coming into this especially the game three like he was doing everything he was shooting those clutch threes he was driving the lane, getting right into Embiid's face, and then passing it off quick to Precious. Like it's, he was playing amazing in Game Three. He was trying to will them to win that because Spicy Pete wasn't doing much. Either was Freddie. Freddie was, but like again, he's hurt too. So it's that's why I think you can say that OG is a surprise because he's part part of my surprise as well because he was hurt coming into this. Obviously, his quarter own shots are working well. I think uh, Van Fleet needs to get that too, though. Yeah, so uh, so we're all on the same page with the best. Spicy has been the best, you know, maybe not great uh, numbers. He did have 24 points in the first game, 20 in the second. Uh, he, I, he had 12 points in the first half, I'm pretty sure, of the uh, third game, and yeah. I don't think he got anything in the second half, uh, and then put up 34 challenge he did he did have stuff in the second half of the game th- that's what the game three you're talking about game right? three yeah i don't think he put any points up in the second half i think he did i'm okay. gonna challenge you on that all right that's fine uh 34 <laughs> points in uh in the fourth game which was obviously top notch um for me the worst is freddie van vliet uh, and again yes he has been sore he had his knee before uh, all this and now the hip uh, you saw him be frustrated with ripping his jersey on Saturday night. Um, but my issue here is, and I understand that you're trying to help your team, and you, if you're the three-ball guy and you, you're trying to just put up threes, but 
He's shooting 33% from three-point land. He's typically a 40% shooter, uh, which I know isn't a whole lot of difference, but I feel like from watching this game, there was a lot of ill-advised three-point shots going up for Freddie Van Vliet in this series. He's just, you know, there's been times where he could have drove, but I get it. Maybe because of his injuries, he can't. So he just pulls up and takes that three. But he, that's it's kind of on Nick Nurse too here. Like if he can't play, if he can't drive to, and make a make that better decision that this is the time to drive, then, then I think he needs to bench him. And I do not want to see him on the bench, but if you can put in, you know, especially the way the pressures have been playing, like you said, OG has been good. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I just think Freddie's been, he's been the worst, but uh, he I definitely, there's an asterisk there because of his injury, but it's kind of on Nick here as well to uh, to make sure that he's in at least 80% if he's going to be out there as much as he is. Uh, my surprise is Precious. He, with the extra playing time over the past little bit, like I said, just with OG being out, uh, Freddie's been hurt, so he's getting extra time. Uh, Gary Trent was, was sick, so he's getting, you know, there's all kinds of extra time there. Uh, Precious has played great with the exception of his free throws. Hey, we made it. We made it. We got it. <laughs> and so the, these, the, it just drives me crazy because, you know, the timeout stuff that we were talking about with Doc Rivers running across half and the, the shot by Embiid with 0.9 to go, uh, that might not have made a difference if Precious makes a couple clutch free throws. Uh, and he didn't. He didn't. So no matter what happens, uh, whether on Monday they win or lose, uh, if they win, they play probably likely Wednesday, I would think. And if they lose or they win, doesn't matter. When Whenever it is offseason for the Raptors and whenever Precious is not playing a game, he needs to be shooting free throws. I don't care if he gets no sleep. The man needs to fucking shoot free throws because you cannot throw up bricks in clutch, clutch time. Like you got to hit at least one. Yeah. So I don't. He shoots threes. Like how can you not make a fucking free throw? I don't don't think it's because, I don't think it's because the man can't shoot free throws. I think he's a really young kid and this is a high leverage, high pressure situation. And I think the pressure just got to him. It's it's the hardest part of shooting free throws when you're in the NBA is the pressure. It's not shooting free throws. You're in the NBA, you can shoot free throws. Shaq's not there anymore. It's (laughs) but the Shaq precious look like Shaq. But the Shaq, I mean, it was like a volleyball. It was like a volleyball to Shaq. It wasn't a basketball to him, man. The fucking guy's hand is huge. It was a tennis ball to Shaq, but Yes. To me, it was the pressure of that moment that was the downfall for Precious. And I think he'll learn and he'll grow from that. He's only like, he's 22 or something. Like He's, he's young for sure. I, I think that's all that is. And he'll learn from that moment. And I think he'll be better next time. I mean, sure, there was a high can... leverage uh, free throws that he made. He made one out of two in game four that he definitely needed to make. Uh, so he got one of the two. That's that's fifty percent better he, than he that's did before. Way better than zero. But, but I still think he's like he's only like a 
I think they said he was a 56 or 59% free throw shooter on the season. I think it was, it was around, it was in the fifties. Like yeah. 80, 50. And that's rough, so that's not good. Man. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm saying. He needs to step his game up. I rescind throws. my previous comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the precious has definitely been my surprise because, uh, and I'm pretty sure I put in our, our little group chat. I said, maybe, this this Lowry trade wasn't so bad after all because Precious is turning out to be don't get me wrong love love Lowry and Lowry at this point is a better player but also a bit injured right now with his quad or something like that yeah he's on the bench today in the in the Heat game but um, but if Precious can keep playing the way he's been playing and if this is the new norm with uh, hopefully a lot of free throw practice over the summer. I'd be, you know, as, as much as you hate to get rid of, of Kyle, you got, you have to at some point. And, and this may be, again, trust him aside. And we didn't think at the beginning, like Jess, I think you were the guy you're like, who the fuck? Like these guys got nobody. This is horrible, <laughs> you know? And, but it's turning out to be at least at this point. Okay. It hasn't, it's not horrible anymore. <laughs> so, um, so for me, Precious has been the uh, the surprise, and and uh, I'm okay with it. I mean, he's been playing really good too, uh, even before the series started. Mm-hmm. And I think he just needs to continue doing that and taking to the rim because, like, he's the, our next biggest guy that'll can take on uh, and bitch. Yeah, and I think he needs to continue doing that. He got hardened to foul out for the, the that last free throw. So he. And it was to me when I saw that call, I was like, Ugh. I thought Embiid fouled him more, but uh, I'm glad it went to Harden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's uh, pretty much going to do it for basketball, unless you guys want to talk about the rookie of the year a little more. Fuck, are we still talking about rookie of the year? <laughs> I mean, we probably should. We probably should. You Can we talk any- about the stiff for my boy Mobley? I mean, do you want to just talk about the challenge in regards to the rookie of the year? The- what? Challenge. You have an answer. I see an answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was wrong. Do Do you need me to go through this, or it was not glass. It was actually crystal. Oh fuck, we're still on that one. I'm on a different challenge already. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong. I said glass. Kev corrected me. Said crystal. We're uh, waiting on much, Jesse to figure. Pretty out much knew I was half. wrong right away there, but. No. And points in the second Bueller. half. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? I'm lo- I'm looking. I finally found the box score for the game, and I'm going through it fucking line by line looking for a <laughs> the, the, the play. I, I found a couple that I thought was it, but they were just replays. So I was like, well, that's not play by play. They were just replays, like big replays that happened. Yeah, but, I got box score every fucking thing that happened. I'm going through line by line. Nothing, nothing yet. Nothing in the third quarter. I don't quarter. think he scored. I thought it was the OT that he didn't score. So I was like, well, I think it was the full oh, second half and OT. Jesse got another one off this week. Oh, God. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know. It's still uh, it's still unknown at this point. So because it's unknown, Kev, why don't we move in? You got something about a fucking bird or something? Yeah, guys, what haven't you of... heard? Haven't you heard, Jesse? Everybody said about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. That's an oh, actual fuck, song. I hate, you guys know I hate it when it does that. You know, I just... <laughs> <spring>. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you guys haven't heard, the bird is the word. It's been going around. Uh, there has been some pros who have been giving the bird. 
uh, Ryan Hartman was uh, one. I think that started it all. It was uh, fined four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars uh, for giving Evander Kane the bird after a little bit of a scrum. I mean, the ref was kind of funny there too because he was trying to stop him from doing it. But I mean, it's just it's it's that spring thing, man. It just fucking comes right back up all the time. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving did the, did the double middle finger at the back of his head at a you know the game against the Celtics, and then threw off the little teary eye. You know, you guys just gotta relax. And then uh, Tim Anderson from the White Sox suspended for one game, fined for giving the fans the bird. I mean, like the bird's falling around here, guys. Is there any other thoughts that you may have in regards the to word. the word of the bird? It's the word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just kind of funny that, you know, there just happens to be a bunch of a bunch of uh, athletes bird watching, giving, bird yeah, watching giving, going on, giving a finger <laughs> to other fans or other players or what have you. You know, you see it every every year. You see it a couple times, uh, whether it be in any sport, really. Um, you know, another one that uh, with Kyrie there is. Uh, so they were he was heading out through the tunnel or whatever and going back to the change room, and then uh, a fan, a Boston fan, said, "Hey, Kyrie, you suck!" And he turns around and he told him to go fuck himself or something to that <laughs> effect. And he was basically is like, "I'm fucking done with this bullshit." He's like. It's like there's only so much a guy can take, and uh, basically he, he didn't give a fuck that he you know curse at him, and uh, and that was part of the uh, fifty thousand uh, dollar fine that he got there. But uh, it's just crazy that you know there have been you know these three instances within the last well last two weeks for sure, right? So, but. Um, but yeah, so that's just where uh, what I think about that. I think it's kind of funny, but you know, I get the players get frustrated, uh, and you can only take so much when it comes to fans or or umps or referees or whatever being idiots. Uh, so I, I think it's pretty funny that. Uh, that yeah, but but for me, like you are a professional out there. This is literally your job. You're Peter. paid millions of dollars or something. Peter, like Peter have you heard? I have heard. Yeah. The bird is the word. I have heard. <laughs> I have heard. Is the word. But the bird. As a professional athlete, as a representative of your team out there in front of the cameras. As a role model to children, you should not be flipping the bird. You should not be telling fans to go fuck themselves. You got to be better than that as a multi-million dollar professional athlete, in my opinion. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, what you're saying makes sense for sure. But I mean, sometimes your button gets pushed to the point where you have no, you know, like, it shouldn't, man. You're paid millions of dollars, sometimes hundreds of thousands, if you're fucking low level. It'd have been sick yeah. if Hazy gave me the finger when I was chirping him. That would have been awesome. Hey, Hazy! Hazy! <laughs> <laughs> no, man, can't happen. You got to be better out there. That's your yeah. job. That's Too part fast. of your job. Too fast. I mean, they're rep- like they are representative representation of the league too so yeah the league the city the team yeah like i I, you gotta 
I get you can say that's the whole thing why you pay your ticket is to go give them the most crap, but you kind of gotta try and not be too vulgar because like yeah, you can say, get yourself say kicked so- out. Say say something like either racist or whatever kind of thing like to them. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So like like there's certainly a line for fans too. Like for sure, there has yeah, to be, yeah. man. I mean, like you either gonna get kicked out of the game or whatever for you throwing. I mean, even if you're throwing the bird at them, I mean, it doesn't give you well, the right yeah. to sit there and do that. Right. And Gen- generally speaking, anything vulgar, any obs- uh, obscene language, throwing anything at all onto the field of play, like you should, you be should probably get kicked out or banned for those things. For sure. But if you want to chirp the guy in a perfectly uh, civil, not non-vulgar, but uh, very jabby kind of way, I feel your boots, man. That's what you pay your money to do. Just fucking annoying. Hey, hey, see! Who's saying my baseball? Who's saying my baseball? He said he would do it after, too, and he never did. That motherfucker. Fucking guy. I didn't want him doing anything. No, I'd rather Simeon sign The ball is worth more it. without a signature. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, have we uh, figured out the, uh, the halftime... So I went through line by line the box score for the game, and I did not see a single point from OG. I don't know if he, I'm sorry, uh, Pascal Siakam, Spicy B, in the second half or overtime. Yeah, I just I just googled it because I was sick of looking through it and because it wasn't loading. I just googled did Siakam get a, a point in the second half, and he it was no, he he got zero. So. Mm-hmm. I probably should. Yeah. I probably should. I should have started with that. <laughs> well, I was I was trying to go through line by line, but nothing would load. So I was just like, "Well, let's just see what Google can tell me." Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well done. Fucking right. I got a plus Fucking one. Right. Oh, I have to a go with your one. minus one, by the way. Zero. It's okay. You got a zero. It's okay. Zero. So right, with, where are we at now? With the regards to you guys and your thoughts in regards to the, have you heard? The bird is the word. The We're going to get into our box here. So who's taking care of this one? I'll go ahead and talk about this one. Everybody loves to hear my voice anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> Texas pitcher uh, who gave up a home run uh, and the home run hitter was doing a little chirping as he was running around the bases, uh, just decided he got around third base on his home run trot and the pitcher decided that he had played a lot of uh, a lot of Madden, and he decided <laughs> to go ahead and make sure he hit that truck stick. Uh, and like went, we're talking the early like two thousands version when the truck stick first came out. Uh, yeah, yeah, when it was definitely every single time you fucking nail him and he gets knocked the fuck out because that's pretty much what happened. He basically was. He was watching, you know, a buddy's running around the bases. He's chirping, chirping, and he's the pitcher is creeping towards a little bit towards third base. He's probably just off the uh, the pitch mound circle, <laughs> and all of a sudden he, he hits the third base. The the, the uh, batter does hits the third base and rounds, and this guy just fucking sprints, truck sticks, and knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> like it was, it's like it's a heavy, heavy oh. hit. Like, and so he fucking smokes him. 
Uh, clean though, shoulder to shoulder. It was a good. It was more like shoulder to chest. It was a good hit. Just earhold him like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that would have been better if he actually wrapped him up up and then. No, he didn't need to. Man, he went to the ground. Uh, I mean, you say it's clean, but at the same time, like he's not expecting that. No, it's not clean in this sport. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you're the catcher, right? That's the only one that expects to get you fucking nailed. Over. And even yeah. nowadays, you don't you expect can't to do nailed. Yeah, even so. even if you're a football player, you're expected to get hit if you have the ball. He didn't have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the ball was out of the park. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good block. Good block. <laughs> it was a hell of a hit. So I mean, pitcher pitcher Owen Woodward there. He he had been suspended previously four games, uh, and they. They didn't really need to suspend him again because he got booted off the team. The team kicked him off. He's like, get the fuck out of here. We don't need any of that shit. And that's fair. It would, like I said, it was a hell of a hit. And like, he would still be my buddy for sure. <laughs> if, if I was on that team, like, oh man, that was a good team or that was a good hit. Maybe you should try out for the football, football team. team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. tossing up pizzas and getting fucking dingers hitting off him on the baseball team anyway. Yeah. Maybe exactly. that's not his thing. Exactly. Maybe he needs to go play some linebacker. Yeah. No, it, for for me, it was the glove slam when he when he grabbed his glove and threw it on the ground and then and that started. Yeah, <laughs> that was it for me. That was hilarious. Yeah, for for me, it was, it was the hit. <laughs> I wonder if he said like Gatorade is better than water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> H-O. I, I I really hope there's no one too young in our audience to not understand that. Yeah. <laughs> that would just make me sad i just got a, a question like what was the third base coach doing there like you didn't see this fucking pitcher come oh uh, no he came full blast oh, no. <laughs> it was from the mouth like it's like it had a huge running start he was like three steps and he was there yeah like that, that was yeah crazy. it's uh it was pretty crazy it was pretty crazy so yeah there was a you few can't... other instances uh i would like to actually see this more like they should somehow <laughs> combine the two sports, you know, <laughs> football and baseball. Yeah. So yeah. you get a, you get a hit and like, I don't know, you can't just throw to get the guy out or you can throw him out. But the, you know, if it's going to be a play at third, the third baseman's got to fucking try and lay out the runner from a standstill. <laughs> something. I don't know. Do you guys ever watch slam ball? Yeah, back it's in like, the day. Yeah, it's like full contact basketball, basketball but on, on trampolines. trampolines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this that is the vibe awesome. I'm getting from this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it only lasted a couple seasons before yeah. everyone was injured. Yeah. <laughs> Paying out way too much for medical. Sure. Details. Just- yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, this uh, this Owen. Um, Owen Woodward there from uh, Weatherford College in Texas. He's in our box this week because you're a pitcher in yeah. baseball. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Like I said, maybe if it happened at the plate, you might get away with it. You're probably not going to, but it would be more acceptable at the plate <laughs> than, than halfway third between eight. fucking third and home. So. Uh, but anyway, guys, that's uh, that's gonna do it for our penalty box. Like we had a good laugh there with the old truck stick, and and uh, he should definitely look to now that he, he's not a baseball player. He should definitely look to to be playing, playing some football, football for sure. Maybe like some rugby, you know, something like that. Oh, 
Yeah, rugby would be nice. Aussie rules football, maybe. Who knows? Right? He's got to chirp him first before he fucking goes. You're all just tell tell it's him all, the Gatorade's better. Your, uh, <laughs> water sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's seriously, one of my favorite movies, man. It's so funny. <laughs> oh fuck. All right. Uh, let's go through our, our uh, challenge scores for the day and uh, we'll go through the season scores and then we'll, uh, we'll move on and wrap this bitch up. Yeah, so two challenges today. Most of all the uh, participants on the call were involved in challenges. Most of them. <laughs> uh, so first, of course, was uh, the Rookie of the Year trophy, whether it's made of a glass or crystal and it is in fact solid crystal so kev took a point off josh on that bad boy you kev is making a big comeback no i'm not we're still early in the season there's time no he's not (laughs) (laughs) and then uh spicy peas second point half uh sorry second half points um over under (laughs) (laughs) Point five. <laughs> <laughs> it was the under. Uh, so Josh took a point off Jesse on that ill-advised challenge. So I thought uh, it was better. I thought he got at least one, <laughs> like even a free throw. <laughs> and, 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 and you were wrong. Yep. So that brings our totals. Uh, Jesse remains in the lead as the only positive player at plus three. <laughs> Uh, Josh hangs out even with a plus and a minus today. So he stakes at minus one. Good for second place. Yeah. I didn't do a fucking thing today. So good Bitch. for uh, minus two on the season. <laughs> and Kev drops, uh, sorry, increases to a solid minus eight. So you may be right, Kev, but uh, it helps, but it's, you may already be at a lost cause. Sorry, buddy. But don't worry. We'll uh, toss some points in there for some extra curriculars. You just wait. Yeah, buddy. I can't wait. I know you can't. So that's our uh, season scores. And we roll right into how our drinks were. Why don't we start with you, Kev? All righty. Bitch number one. <laughs> Why do I have to be the first one? Because I was the first one to talk about my a wee angry Scottish ale. We wee. You a wee Scottish wee. <laughs> it's a wee Scottish angry one. That's not even Scottish. It's Scotch. Uh, Scottish Scotch. BC brewed. It's a six point <laughs> five strong beer. It was definitely strong. I enjoyed it. I mean, this is something I might be able to bring out to uh, our civic holiday. No, why not? Because you don't drink IPAs other than on the show. Too fast. And it's and it gets too expensive when you're going camping and you like, yeah, and three bucks a can for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. like a, a hundred of those would cost you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be drinking that for on. the whole weekend. I mean, you know, I'd just go into my heinies at that point. Pedro, how was yours? Yeah, Kev, thanks. Second my, to uh, the bitch. Bitch number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, again, misery loves company. We're team bitch today. Yeah, you are. Uh, my instigator, West Coast Style IPA. They went down uh, really well. They were tasty. I uh, couldn't even wait till our MVP segment. To crack <laughs> my second one, what? That was you? With nobody, the nobody <laughs> noticed. 
<laughs> there was a very distinct sound when I pretended to open my beer. Uh, but it was very good. I uh, may have it again. And I wouldn't mind it. But I'm not going to bring it camping because it would be too expensive. And that's that. So, Jesse, how was your bitch beer? <laughs> bitch number three. <laughs> <laughs> my bitch beer was super good. Juicy ass from Flying Monkey. You juicy it's, ass. It's been on this show a couple times. Mm-hmm. And everyone that drinks it has a nice juicy ass. <laughs> it's good. not as juicy as yours. <laughs> Full disclosure, we've all got nice juicy ass. Except for maybe Kev. Kev, I think you may be a bit bony. Yeah, <laughs> I got a bit of a, I know, a flat ass. A bit of a more of a slender build. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not the rest of us. Baby, the rest, got of, back. Us, we, we're the rest of us got at the donk. front and the back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys have dad bod. I'm just fat. <laughs> That's all I to say. You got dad bod. <laughs> so it was good, but we'll give it to the big winner, Yosh. How was yeah. yours? My eight point five percent. Wellington Brewing Faces Double IPA was pretty tasty. I'm just about to finish up the last little bit here. But yeah, pretty tasty. Glad to take the W today. Too bad we don't get a point for that because then I would have... Uh, hey, man, I've said we should. You'd probably be in much better shape. I feel like you want a bunch of these. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. No, Maybe next year. No, doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it's good taste of beer. Pretty good show today. Kev, you and I went out for a round of golf today. We had a uh, a nice time. Didn't shoot that great, but uh, we had some fun, and it was nice to uh, to get out again. We are two rounds in, and these other two guys are uh, not two rounds in. Nope. So, no, but I picked up my clubs. There you go. All right. So we're we're getting there. Maybe steps. I found I found a beer in my bag too. That's been nice. outside all winter. Put that. I in tried the to pour it. There's a bunch of sediment that just uh, laying like gross. It, it had to. It had to. It had to go the way the way of the dodo. But I got a new golf bag, so I got. Well, Ooh. it's not new. It's it's uh it's new to you. New to you. New to me. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty stoked for that because mine's a piece of junk. But yeah. hey, do you still have your old one? I do. I might need it. Yeah. Then you can have it. I don't. Sweet. I, was, <laughs> I uh, my fiance might start uh, learning how to play, so I might need to trade him for a dartboard. Oh, and some darts. Oh, whoa, whoa, easy. <laughs> Let's not get picky here. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up now. You guys got anything else to say before I uh, give our little sign off? Yeah, haven't you heard? What? The bird is the word. The bird is the word. Bird, bird, bird. Can we word. talk about the three point line before we go? Hundred percent, real quick. Though. You got to <laughs> no. make it quick. Move we got to talk time. about the rookie of the year again. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's, who that's better. Didn't that's better. pick the rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we still talking about the rookie of the year? I gotta tell you what, that rookie of the year, he doesn't care where the three point line is. He still makes them. Yeah, so. <laughs> and holding on to that crystal ball. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I knew that one of our guys didn't get points in the second half. So. Ooh. 
I know I chirped the shit out of him. I didn't even know how bad he was. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was a little bit better than, I, than what I thought how bad he was. Uh, yeah, and then we got Pete, who's just a bitch. So. Yeah, just yeah. didn't do a fucking thing. What else exactly. is new? Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of us has to be here just for our looks, you know? You know? No, nothing. The, uh, the uh, <laughs> I think it's the it's the leaves that, that take the cake today. The leaves, not the leaves, but the leaves. Go leaves, yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it. You guys are done talking. I'm muting you all. So for, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For everyone here, points and penalties. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. YouTube's down here. You can do it. Do it. Yeah, click it. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, or maybe the next week, depends if we take a week off, who knows? <laughs> we, we, won't. we won't. Not next week. But until next week, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.